Today on the pod, we're living in the end times. Time to break out the hashtag self-care. What self-care is right for your dosha? And Laura and Mel are taking on some creative endeavors. It's Cougars and Coladas. Hello. Hey. Welcome back to Cougars and Coladas. This is Mel. And this is Laura. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. 2019. (laughs) I feel like, I don't know, maybe every year since like 2016, I just feel like the years feel slow. Like this was my first full week back at work. Oh, yeah. And it was, and I, I didn't even really take time off for the holidays. It was just like between, you know, we had the day off for New Year's Day and then mm-hmm. I had Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off and then I took the day after um, Christmas Day off as well. But I'm like, I can't believe the ho- like New Year's was last week. Like what? I know. And I was traveling for work. I, I was, was here. in Vegas and-, and I like, I I felt like I was in Vegas for just over 48 hours and I felt like it was six years. I'm worried for our future. It's just taking forever. I don't. I just. I, <laughs> I mean, I it's just like true. last week just felt like it was three weeks. Yeah, it's only the twelfth. Fuck, man, is this gonna be like the whole year? <laughs> I'm. That's what I'm afraid of. Post the 2016 election, I feel like I blacked out for like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. sh- is this something that I should be worried about? That I like routinely just black periods of time <laughs> out in my mind, or is this more of like a defense mechanism? Because I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. It might be a defense mechanism just, you know, because we're living in the end times right now. <laughs> the doomsday preppers are prepped. Like. They're prepped. They are prepped, you know. I don't know. how. Do, I'm curious how you feel about this. Like, I feel like if shit's going down, like, I'm going down with it. Like, I'm not trying to. Have you ever seen the movie, like, what was that, like 28 Days or something with like Jake Gyllenhaal and it's when the apocalypse essentially comes. And, like, oh, New no, York it's the, uh, you know, I I know my Jake Gyllenhaal shit. That's I know. The, the day after tomorrow. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I mean, that's not a life I'm trying to live. No, me neither. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm like, I'm staying right here until the fucking meteor hits. <laughs> I mean, if we were like on the Titanic, no, I'd want to get in a lifeboat. But yeah, I mean, if the if the world's freezing over, like... Um, I'm out. Yeah, if the world is ending, like, I'm not trying to fight it, you know? <laughs> I'm not trying to live in a cave. Exactly. I'm going with it. I'm not going to some, like, bunker underground just to resurface 40 years later in an apocalyptic wasteland. Like, no thanks. Like, I've become accustomed to a lifestyle, and that lifestyle is not is not going to survive. Right. I'm not surviving be- with it. I'm glad we're on the same page. All right. Perfect. So, so when the end it. times do come, we'll make a suicide pact. <laughs> we'll have a party, and we'll, instead of having a hangover, we just won't wake up. Yeah, exactly. It'll be great. Well, on that delightful note. (laughs) Cheers. Let's get into our into our topic for the day. Self-care. Hashtag self-care. It's a trend. Self-care versus hashtag self-care, actually, because, you know, you just said it. There's a trend. It's a there's a very big self-care trend on social media, which kind of ties into the influencer discussion we had on the last pod. If you haven't listened to it, go for it. I hate Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, (laughs) 
I'll edit that out. I don't want to keep her bringing her up and giving her like no, free you, you got publicity. It out. You got it out. You're good. So I was yeah. just reading something else where somebody kind of went on a rant about how they hate her. And I was like, oh, Mel, it's not Because she fucking sucks. Stop. Breathe. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> but what we wanted to talk about today was self-care and real self-care. So not buying yourself candles to light when you take a bath. That's not really self-care. Yeah. (laughs) I will say, like, I think trends – I know we talked about trends we hate, and I don't necessarily hate trends generally, if that makes sense, just because I think they do shed light on important things that people should think about, but I think it takes it to these extremes that are just, like, unrealistic, and then I think – and can sometimes end up doing more harm than good. Yeah, there's always a tipping point with trends. You know, there's a there's the education point where things are sort of ramping up and then there's this tiny little spot at the top where it's like, okay, we're at peak trend now. Like the information that's out there is good, it's solid, a lot of people know about it, but then it starts to go downhill. When yeah. Everybody starts to jump on the trend train and start ridiculous hashtags. Right. And it's it kind of reminds me of like a pendulum and I've been feeling mm-hmm. this way in like a lot of different ways lately. And I think we go from like extremes and then you kind of have to find yourself in like a happy medium in the ha- in the middle where yeah. you're kind of like centered and you're like, okay, like I don't need to, you know, be as extreme as I was because that's not helping. I think it's a good, to your point, like it's part of the education curve or whatever it is. What's interesting about that is that kind of ties into the article that I was reading the other day about millenn- how millennials got to be the burnout generation, oh, yeah. where you have this tendency to take things to an extreme. And if this article is, um, that's what it's called. It's called the uh, How Millennials Became the Burnout Generation. And it was on BuzzFeed News a few weeks ago. And I saw yesterday that there was kind of like a follow-up to it and I meant to send it to you and then I think I forgot but it was like 16 accounts of what burnout looked like for different millennials and Helen Peterson wrote the article how millennials became the burnout generation Uh, definitely an interesting read if you are if you are a millennial and even if you're not a millennial I think it provides insight into this much maligned generation. Self-care is one of those things that uh, sort of swings back and forth. And what we sort of want to talk about is how to find the correct self-care for you Mm -hmm. and for your dosha. Because different doshas, I mean, obviously every single person is different and like what you need is different, but certain doshas have the tendency to need uh, different kinds of of self-care. It um, also depends on kind of what imbalances you're up against. Too. Yeah, for sure. But I think one thing that we were talking about before we turned our mics on was that the self-care trend, or at least from my perspective, seems to be very physical. Like there's lots of photos of crystals and candles and these really beautiful bathtubs with like rose petals in it. And I think all of those can be great because they they're a way to display you time mm-hmm. in a way. And I think, you know, in a world where we're constantly connected and we're running around, um, especially if you live in a city, you don't really have a lot of downtime. And even downtime sometimes can feel not down, down. not yeah, not <laughs> down or relaxing just because of like the buzz and the energy of the city around you. But you know, taking a picture of like a beautiful bath, like my baths never look that pretty. I don't really try to make them that pretty because that's not the point to me. 
they like feel really good when I'm in them, like regardless yeah. of the fact that like there are no flower petals involved. I don't know. Sometimes it makes it feel like in order for it to be self-care, it has to like look a certain way. But I've right. kind of found even if I go and if I'm like, oh, I need to get my nails done, hashtag self-care. And then I go, I'm like, I don't really want to be doing this. Like, Right. And that's the thing <laughs> is like the, a lot of people have these prescribed notions of what self-care is even if you don't want to be doing them if you think that getting your nails done is like a self-care thing you're like oh I'm gonna get my nails done because of self-care and like I don't really like getting my nails done like I would rather do my nails myself yeah and so like if I'm then sitting in a nail salon like having somebody do my nails I'm like okay well when can I get out of here right and then that's not self-care. That's just me being anxious about when I can leave the nail salon. Or like sometimes if it's like a stressful day, I'm like, uh, glass of wine, hashtag self-care. And then I have some like this. I don't want this. Like yeah. this isn't what I, I had a day this week where I was like, oh, this is a perfect, like go home and have a glass of wine. And then I got home and I was like, I don't I think tea sounds better. It just felt better. But I think, I guess my point is like, I think a lot of self-care things are very, at least the way that we're learning about them right now is very physical but I think a lot of times at least for me what the self-care that is most beneficial is like internal and yeah mental versus for taking me care too. yeah yeah and a lot of, and obviously the whole point of this podcast and of Ayurveda is to illustrate the ways in which the mental and the physical are are interconnected and we were just talking again before we before we turn the mics on about how therapy is really having a moment now. Yeah. You know, in pop culture, in everyday culture. Um, and it has a lot to do, I think, with the con- the hyper-connected nature of the world that we live in. And, I, you know, I've been going to therapy on and off for years, as have you. Yeah. And we love therapy. I do. I think... I've been having a moment with therapy too where I'm like, I think everybody should go, but then I don't want to go. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like pro mental health. And then I'm like, I don't need it though. But part of it I think is like, I'm not the same way with like doctors where I'm like, I'm fine. I don't need to take their time. And it's right. like, but you could and it still would be okay. And like if I for a long time resisted therapy I mean back in the day it was my mother's idea and I was like fuck this you know it wasn't until a few years ago when I realized that like talking to somebody even if you don't have like a specific problem that you're going for even if it's just to talk to somebody who's not in your everyday life who doesn't necessarily who isn't personally involved in anything that you say just to have that third party there to just look at things objectively is so beneficial I think because yeah. particularly for particularly for vatas who can get very in their heads yeah. and pittas who can get very angry without necessarily knowing why and kaphas who can get kind of depressed without really knowing why yeah. like it's it's good to just talk to somebody who's not in your head and who can be like well tell me why you feel this way and then talking through it makes you feel better regardless of whether or not you've solved a problem and I think journaling is also kind of having a moment. And I know you're you like to write, whether it's to get your thoughts out or yeah. just to be creative. I think sometimes with me, like I've I've tried journaling. Sometimes I like it. I find it more helpful when I have like something specific to kind of like vent out. Yeah. Um. But it can have you tried also those, like bullet journals or like the things that are like prompts or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I can see for if you want to journal and you're having a hard time doing it, it will ask you like specific questions. But I think sometimes like for me, like journaling just kind of perpetuates the cycle of like the thoughts that are in my head. I'm Mm -hmm. just like getting them out and getting them the act of getting them out can sometimes be really helpful. But then there's also my my vicious cycle of like whatever I'm dealing with is just on paper. And sometimes like ripping it up and throwing it out kind of like gets it out of my system and I'm good. And then other times it just kind of still makes me crazy. You're not, none of you are in the apartment other than me, but Mel <laughs> has a corner of shit. Yes. So um, I have this corner of shit. And it, it originated as a laundry pile when I first moved in. And then it just stopped being a laundry pile and started being just a catch all for clothes and things that I have no use for. And there's still a pile of laundry on top that I need to actually do because those are clothes that I wear. But the majority of it is stuff that I don't use, clothes that I don't wear. And it's just kind of taking up space in this room. And I would like to get rid of it because these are things that no longer bring me joy. If you are familiar with Marie Kondo's method of tidying, which was going to be in my colada this week, but now I feel like I'm going to put something else in my colada. But, you know, getting rid of things that, that no longer serve you can be a really good way to create space. And I like I purge every once in a while if I'm like moving or like in the spring. Sometimes yeah. I'll just like throw a bunch of shit out and it can be really cathartic. I think you're, you're getting rid of the things physically that are crowding you and it allows you to create more mental space as well. That's my retroactive resolution for 2019. Nice. To create a little bit more space did you pick up all of those items and ask if it brought you joy i did not but they've majority of them have been sitting there since i moved into this apartment so, so i, I like, figure yeah. that they don't bring me joy yeah that's fair <laughs> so what's your uh favorite self-care uh, i don't know i mean it probably depends on the yeah on the i feel like running is a good self-care for me mm-hmm. but i haven't been allowed to do much of that or not allowed or like able to do it and not be in pain so there's well that. but you did I'm starting you're I'm starting back back on the, back on the wagon Woo-hoo! I'm in today I did seven minute run three minute walk three times up from five minutes so hey now um getting there still doesn't feel like great but it's baby stuff. it's enough to like make me feel a little bit more optimistic I've had a very like optimistic week which is different yeah. I guess um, yeah but I think running is a good one for me because it gets me like if I'm feeling anxious it helps me to get the jitters out and it's also a way for me to totally clear my mind um, I'm not running outside yet but usually the fresh air is really helpful so like I feel like it is very relaxing even when mm-hmm. it's really cold out um, it just kind of I don't know. It, it's very, I find it very calming. Cooking used to be a good one for me, but now it's kind of like a chore. I mm. find a lot of the things that I, that I start out doing like self-care then eventually become more of like routine chore and kind of lose its spark. Yeah. That's interesting that you mentioned that because, you know, meditation also is another one of those um, trends that has been coming up yeah. and is a good form of self-care. And uh, I definitely recommend meditation in whatever form that that takes for you. But when I was starting to do meditation, I had this meditation app, which was good. It would have these like short 
little meditations that uh, you could do like pretty much any time of the day. So I started doing that like pretty much every day. I was doing really great. And then they rolled out an app update that gave you these little achievement stickers. Oh no, that's yeah, the, that's bad. That's the you. problem because then they rolled out these little achievement stickers and and me being my pitta self was like I must get all of these stickers. <laughs> it would be like it'd be like 7 days in a row. It'd be like 10 days in a row. It'd be like 14 days in a row of like 30 days in a row and I was like ah I have to do it and then it would be like you get stickers for doing each meditation a certain number of times it'd be like the sleep meditation versus the waking up meditation versus like the eating meditation and I was like oh my god I have to do all of these things because I need to get all of these stickers (laughs) and after like two months of legit making myself crazy trying to like like getting so anxious about having to meditate all the time it was like meditation was just more of a, a chore for me than anything else and yeah. I was like it's like you know what I don't know how this is for irony but I think it's pretty high up on the list <laughs> yeah. that like the meditation app is like making me more anxious yeah so so that's why I don't use that meditation app anymore good you know you recognize that it was doing more harm than good and I think that's yes. another thing that like I think when you're trying to make self-care be like beautiful and pretty that can inherently make it more stressful right embracing the ugly or not just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, just and it's something fine. that and it actually doesn't have works. to be Instagrammable. Yeah, don't worry about what you think it's supposed to be. Yeah, you have to just actually listen to yourself because and- it's for you. It's not for anybody yeah, else. Yeah, for sure. Why don't we talk about um, self care things for the doshas that you brought up? Yeah. Earlier. So um, let's start with. Let's start with kapha. I feel like we're almost in kapha season. Mm-hmm. We're right now in that transitional phase between vata and kapha season. So vata season was when things were starting to get crisper, a little bit more airy, a little bit drier. And now things are cold for fucking sure. It's like 20 degrees out today. Yeah. And everything is starting to slow down and sort of solidify. And as we move through the winter, it'll you know, maybe get a little bit wetter in terms of snow. We're supposed to get snow yeah. this weekend. So uh, we're coming into into kapha season. And for people who are who are kapha dominant, the biggest aspect of self-care is going to be staying energized. Yeah. And depending on who it is, that can take like a ton of forms. It can be, you know, going to an exercise class. It can be making yourself go hang out with people like it's cold not a lot of people want to leave the house and for kaffas if you get into a rut as a kaffa it's very difficult to to come out of it so keeping those points of energy and of lightness and joy in your in your day and in your weeks are gonna really do wonders for that sort of sluggish downtrodden feeling for vata's um self-care can in a lot of ways, be therapy. Vatas tend to just be very airy, which can lead to an- anxiety and being very anxious. So having here something that someone that you can kind of either talk to about that, or if therapy is not an option or not your thing, doing something like having a more morning routine or eating some of the gr- more grounding foods, something to help you just calm down a little bit like yesterday I had a bunch of meetings in the afternoon and I felt like I was I didn't eat enough for lunch and I felt just very like high vibe like ah mm-hmm. and I like was like I need to it was like three o'clock but I decided to go out and I got a snack and I came back and I ate it and after I ate I was like oh my god I feel so much better now yeah <laughs> I'm like eating oh. is great self-care yeah for everybody <laughs> 
See, eat something good for you. You feel better. Eat something delicious. You feel better. Like, yeah. Just, you know, keep in mind that that really helps. When you do get that sort of like high vibe, sort of freaking out kind of thing, it can be really helpful to like meditation definitely can help you slow down. But sometimes the physical energy is mm-hmm. is difficult to do as well. And for that, I personally really enjoy stretching. Yeah putting on some chill music and like just stretching not really sweating just hanging out yeah and like slowing down that's that's personal for me but i think that's good can be beneficial for for vatas in general for pittas ah pittas what are we gonna do (laughs) i feel like pittas need all the self-care yeah because being like a sitting <laughs> yeah pittas i think the the most difficult thing for pittas is actually getting to the point of i need self-care, self-care. yeah so for pittas i think yeah staying still for any amount of time is wonderful self-care and like not on your phone not you know yeah like a restorative yoga i feel like hanging out in restorative positions would be really good mm-hmm a yeah. bath could be really good, but not too hot. Yeah. It's something where you're just kind of immersed in something. And also yeah. things like swimming are really good for pittos because they're very cooling. But yes, yeah, swimming is good. It's cooling. It expends that energy. And because it's repetitive, it's like meditative. Mm-hmm. I don't swim personally, but I can see where it'd be really good. It is. And for, for pittos, I think the self-care has to be very conscious because as a Pitta, your natural state is to be running around all over the place. One of my favorite self-care practices is developing a ritual. It's not necessarily something that's conscious, but if you think about it, I'm sure you have a couple of rituals in your life. We've talked about routines here, but a ritual is actually different than a routine. So a routine is something that you do every day and it's a series of things and makes you feel like, okay, I'm ready to take on the day Mm -hmm. versus a ritual, which is sort of creating space for yourself within like a small moment or within a certain certain practice for me i have a couple the one that i recently realized was pretty much every sunday i've realized my sunday's my down day i don't really do anything i just kind of have sunday to chill and most sundays i'll go to like whole foods or i'll go to one of the smaller supermarkets around here i'll get like a little baguette i'll get like a little cheese and like a little cucumber sometimes like a lox or like a a cured meat or something and just make myself a nice little sandwich that sounds delightful yeah and that's like my sunday lunch and it's always great makes me feel very French. I was going to say, it's very Euro of you. And I enjoy having that time because even going is is kind of therapeutic. It's not far from my apartment. It's a Mm -hmm. nice little walk. You know, I'll have my headphones on, be listening to something calming, pretty quick to like grab not that much stuff and then come back here and like eat while I'm reading or finishing listening to something or I didn't start that as a way to make myself feel better. I started it because I've really fucking like sandwiches <laughs> especially ones that are sort of French in nature because my favorite meal ever was somewhere two blocks from the Eiffel Tower in Paris in 2010 but we'll talk about that a different time <laughs> and, and yeah so that's that's one of my rituals the simple pleasures yeah what's do you have a ritual you want to share Mel I think this conversation is really hard 
because I've been on like such autopilot. I've realized that I really don't think I pay attention to anything that's been like going on in my life. I know what's happening and I know what I do, but I'm just not really like aware of it, if that makes sense in any way. So you're not not present, present, you think? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it's definitely hard to do, especially in Manhattan. Yeah. Everything is like go, go, go and super crazy. And being present is really difficult. Yeah. This, I think, falls more into the routine. But I think my a ritual that I have is that like I get up in the morning and I have my lemon water and I have whenever I have my first sip of lemon water, I'm starting the day. I'm feeling hydrated again. Like it kind of gets me in a spot and then I make my coffee and then I like sit on the couch with either a book or my iPad that I'm scrolling on and my coffee and I'm just kind of like, okay. Every other part of my day, I'm kind of like, what am I going to do? Where am I going? Like, what's happening? And I'm like stressed out. But like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that is like a staple that I have every morning. I think that's more of a routine. Yeah, I think that's closer to a routine. But I don't know. You don't have anything that you like just do every once in a while that you like really love doing. But I'm like aware of it now. I think for a really long time, I wasn't aware that I like was totally out of it. And now I'm kind of like, how did I get here? And like, what am I doing? Yeah. And not necessarily in a bad way. Well, that's another thing that I think therapy is great for because you can start discussing that. I feel like part of the reason that I haven't been super present is because I haven't been working towards something. And I think that's something Mm -hmm. that I love about training, running and training for a race is that there's something in my day every day that is working towards a goal. And I like haven't really had that. Like, yeah, I have a new job. I like still don't really know like what's happening. There's like a lot of creative ability, which like freaks me out. (laughs) And I feel like there's a lot of just like, I'm just here kind of going through the motions and like, need something that's grounding me i get that for sure well what's in your colada this week laura i started taking a pottery wheel class that i'm super pumped about super excited did you do the first one already yeah the first one was last week it's a really small class in a really tiny studio which is nice and like the there's I guess like four or five of us Um, and people are all at varying levels. Like some of them have already taken the beginner class and they're like doing it again because I guess you I think once you like take a class, you just kind of like go whenever it's schedule permitting, like you sign up for whatever class. Mm -hmm. So there's it's myself and one other woman who have like never done pottery wheel before. I think I may have done it when I was like 12, but I mean, that's it's been a while. So well, you know what they say about pottery is just like riding a bike is. You made that up. I did. Um, <laughs> but it's just like a really chill environment. Like I got a lot of one-on-one like instruction. Um, the people who like knew what they were doing were, they were just like, oh, you can try this or not like you're doing it wrong. But it was very much just like, oh, like let me help you. Like let me show you. Everybody was just so friendly. And I really like it because you have to be super present for the mm-hmm. whole thing because you yeah. can't be on your phone. You can't zone You're like out covered in shit. Yeah. That's cool. When I walked in, there was one woman who told me I was too clean. <laughs> and then by the end of it, my like arms were totally covered. Like I had it all over my leggings. I was like, I told you it was only a matter of time. <laughs> I was like, I've earned my keep. So I'm really excited about it. So yeah, what's in your colada? In my colada this week is actually very similar. Um, I was going to have Marie Kondo's Netflix show in my colada, but then we talked about it already. But watch Marie Kondo's Netflix show because it's 
amazing. I'm afraid to because of like it's gonna make me like want to clean things, and yeah. I don't. Um, I don't feel just like it. Even <laughs> like her folding method just blows my fucking mind. My mom's um, really into it too. Yeah. Anyway, so so that's not in my colada. That's just a, a chip. <laughs> but um, in my colada this week is the writing workshop that I have started doing. Ooh, I just started it on. Thursday Mm. and I have as we mentioned before I've been writing for fucking ever and I do every once in a while these writing workshops and what I like about them is that it's very free form it's very open it's not like a class that's like like we're all gonna write this and we're all gonna talk about this we're you know we're gonna talk about Hemingway's short story now like we're I'm not taking a class but it's a you know it's very open it's like you write something you submit it to everybody everybody gives you their feedback and then you can use that you don't have to use it oh that's um, cool yeah and what I really like about stuff like that is that it holds me accountable to actually writing mm-hmm. something of substance because if you look at in my bookshelf there's a shelf that is all of the things that I've ever written in my life going back to like age six and like coming up to now and it's a combination of journals diaries and just like my notebooks that I carry around with me and just jot down like either creative writing stuff or just like notes about things that like ideas that I have and the thing is that I write this stuff all the time and very rarely do I take that and actually polish it into into something something. and so what I like about the workshop is that it holds me accountable to myself because in my mind I'm always like I'm always like oh I want to write a book I want to write this essay like I want to write like x y or z and I frequently feel like I don't have enough time to do that and again the workshop is just sort of creating time to actually do the writing in between the workshops which is more discussion than you know I have to actually put something together for everybody to read next week so that has been really enjoyable for me and this is the first one I've done in a few years so I'm excited about it good yeah well I'm glad we're both starting 2019 with some creative outlets yeah good for us look at us we're gonna have an art show together your pottery and my Notebooks full you of can notes. write like <laughs> deep descriptions about whatever shit I create. Yes, <laughs> that's true. I can write little haiku captions. Yes, like on that's on the subway. The subway poetry. Subway poetry. I actually don't love the subway poetry. No, a lot of there it's, was a lot of it's weird. There was one. Um, so there was one subway poem that I kept seeing. It was like it was a couple of years ago. It was I think it was when the campaign first started. It was uh, by Ada Limon. And I can't remember the name of the poem itself, but I actually bought the book that the poem is in because I liked it so much. I saw it on the subway and I was like staring at it. The book is called Bright Dead Things. And Ada Limon is the author. And she's amazing if you're into poetry. Cool. So that's what's in our coladas. Keep an eye out for the for the Cougars and Coladas pottery and haiku show. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. It's Don't gonna, hold your breath. It might take me a while to make something. If it happens, we will totally we'll let you know. Yeah. Well, Laura will start posting her creations on our Instagram. On the gram. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at Cougars and Coladas. Don't tweet at us. Don't tweet at us. Send us an email. Roar. R-A-W-R at Cougars and Yep. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>